1 Thessalonians 5:16 to 18 hear the word of the Lord Rejoice always pray without ceasing give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you Let's pray Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight O God our rock and our redeemer Amen Well we have been walking around and even this morning We've been wishing each other what? Happy New Year. A Happy New Year. How's that going to happen? Well, uh, there are many things about this new year over which we don't have any control whatsoever. We don't know what in the Lord's providence is going to come our way. Many things we don't have a lot of control over. However, there is a great deal over which we have uh, a lot of control. And we're going to look at some of the things over which we have control this morning that contribute to happiness that if we can incorporate these things into our lives, they will help us to be happier people, happier Christians. These are three commands, and this is in a rapid-fire series of commands at the end of Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, which is typical of Paul. Uh, Oftentimes in his letters, he ends with a a rapid-fire list of many, many things, and here he does the same. And here, there are three commands in three different verses, and these are commands, and so these are things that we ought to try to obey. They also, each of them have a modifier. Each of these has a modifier that indicate that these are not occasional things, but these are constant practices that Christians need to develop in our lives. And if we do so, they will contribute to our happiness and joy in the Lord. Now, these are commands, and so they're not just things that happen to us, but these are things that we can, by God's grace and in the power of the Spirit, make happen in our lives. The first command may sound strange to our ears. The first command may sound strange to our ears because it is rejoice always. Rejoice always. Because we tend to think of joy as as an emotion that comes over us in response to circumstances. And that's partially true. This last time through Philippians, I was impressed again with how Paul would say, I rejoiced at this or at that uh, providence, at the coming of of, uh, Timothy, at the good report or whatever it might be. I rejoiced over my circumstances. And yet there is also in scripture an admonition like here to rejoice apart from circumstances. So, yes, circumstances contribute or detract from our experience of joy, but at the same time, uh, there is a, a, an aspect of Christian joy that is something that we can practice apart from and regardless of our circumstances. Or another way to say it is this. Maybe they do, maybe joy is dependent on circumstances, but we need to take the right circumstances into account. We need to take into account the biggest circumstances of Christians' experience. We need to take into account the circumstance of having peace with God, of being declared righteous in his sight, accepted by him, possessing eternal life, having the Holy Spirit protected from ultimate harm, adopted children, reigning with Christ in the heavens. So maybe joy is, we could could look at it as a response to circumstances, but we need to we need to take into account the, the real circumstances, the, the constant circumstances, the biggest circumstances. Philippians 4.4 4 sums it up. We began the service with that. And Philippians 4.4 4 says what? Rejoice 
in the Lord, in the Lord. So that's the biggest circumstances. Where are, where are Christians? Where are we located? We're located in the Lord, one of Paul's favorite expressions. Now, if the main circumstance of the Christian is that we are in the Lord, then we have abundant reasons always to rejoice. That's the first admonition, rejoice always, a practice, to practice rejoicing. And I've been impressed, and this is something you can pray for me for, uh, that uh, in Exodus, our series in Exodus, we came across the first instance of the people grumbling, grumbling. And uh, I determined that by God's grace, I'm going to try to stop grumbling. Because I think if I can stop grumbling, then I can also practice rejoicing much better. If I can get rid of the negative, then I'll be more in tune to be able to rejoice in the Lord. So rejoice always. That's the first one. The second one is pray without ceasing. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. Now, this does not mean that we do nothing other than pray. That would be impossible. But it does mean that we should include prayer in everything we do. So it's not that we we do nothing else in life but pray. But everything we do can be affected by prayer. And Paul begins and ends this letter that way. Uh, In verse 2 of the first chapter, he says, We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly remembering you in all our prayers. Now, um, there are different admonitions, different instructions in Scripture. Sometimes uh, it talks about praying at set times. And certainly the Christians in the early church had set times of prayer, and you see that in the Psalms about set times of prayer, you know, three times a day, seven times a day, whatever it might be, set times of prayer. And then there's also this concept of praying constantly. And these two, these two support each other, and they contribute to each other. Uh, some people are just more naturally oriented toward prayer. That seems to be a gift that some people have, and that's a, a wonderful thing. You don't have to exhort them or tell them to pray. They're constantly in a, in a spirit of prayer. Others of us need to discipline ourselves uh, to, to pray, and I, I'm grateful that we have some of those people that are, are constant prayers in our church, but others of us have to discipline ourselves. And I'm going to get up, and I'm going to, at this time I'm, at this time of the day or that time of the day, I'm going to pray. But they, they spill over into each other. And so if we're going to develop this habit of praying without ceasing, set times of prayer, and reminding ourselves constantly to infect whatever we do with prayer. The third one, the third admonition, instruction is give thanks in all. Give thanks in all. Now, that's what it says in the original. Give thanks in all or in every. Give thanks in every. But in English, it needs something, doesn't it? We need to fill that out. And so our our translations, our translation here says give thanks in all circumstances. Uh, Some translations say give thanks in all things. Some translations say give thanks at all times. But all of those translations really amount to the same thing, don't they? They're, they're, they're getting at that we need to, to give thanks regardless of what is happening. Now, in good things, we need to remember to give thanks. We often forget to give thanks. We, we read a psalm today and sang part of a psalm where the psalmist is saying, Soul, listen to me now. Don't forget the Lord's benefits. Praise the Lord. Remember his benefits and don't forget any of those benefits. So, so when things are good... We need to remember from where those good things came. Every good thing, every good gift comes from above. And in bad things, we need to recall aspects that are good or think of counterweighing good things that that overbalance the bad things. And at all times, if we're Christians, we need to remember God's love for us expressed in Jesus Christ. 
It might be that we are blinded. It might be that we're having trouble remembering good things. It might be that we're so jaded or affected by bad things in our lives that it's difficult for us to see the good things. But we always, as Christians, can say, thank you, God, for Jesus. Thank you, God, for Jesus. And that is enough. That is enough. And in those times, in those, those very desperate times, those very dark times in the Christian's life, it, it helps us to reflect upon if, if we have lost other comforts in life, that we have what we need to be fine in this life and in the life to come. We have Jesus, so thank you, God, for Jesus. This is, this is God's will for you. If you're seeking God's will for your life in 2023, here it is. I have God's will for you this year, and it's this. It is rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So if you're making plans for this year, if you're making any resolutions or plans, make sure you include these three activities in your plans for 2023. To practice rejoicing always, to practice praying without ceasing, and to practice giving thanks in all, all, whatever the Lord might bring to you. Now, since the year has already begun, we might as well get started. So that's what we're going to do. In most of the rest of this worship service, we're going to pray as a congregation.